Welcome to Founders Campfire. I'm Tran, the host of this podcast and a senior at Stanford. Over my four years here, I've built many ventures, from a nonprofit to a social app. Most of these ventures have failed, but by reflecting on and sharing these failures, I've been able to grow and build deep connections. My hope with Founders Campfire is to bring together a community of current and future founders to reflect, share, and grow. Today on Founders Campfire, we have Jason Chow. On the previous episode, I interviewed Jason on his past and current work. In this episode, we'll be discussing our experience building a company together, getting an offer from YC, and ultimately deciding to split as co-founders. For aspiring founders, Jason and I hope you'll be able to take away some important learnings from our story. Welcome back, Jason. Great to be here again. Awesome. So we did intros in the last episode already. So if you want to learn more about Jason, you can go there and listen to a bit about the amazing experience that he's had drop out of high school <laughs> and also currently building a company. Let's go to how we met. Uh, we met through a mutual friend, Julian. Yes. Shout out to Julian. I met Julian my sophomore year. He lived across from me in the dorm. Um, Julian and I, we worked together on a few small projects. Um, and then I had an idea I came to Julian. I was like, Julian, are you working on anything right now? And he's he was working on something else. But he was like, but I know a lot of amazing people who would be interested in the same space. And so Julian introduced me to Jason. And then that's how we met. But yeah, Julian, I think, texted me um, and just said that a friend um, was looking for a co-founder um, to apply to, to YC for. Um, and I think the deadline to YC was like, one or two weeks out yeah, um, and was like, yeah, I mean, would love to, to hear the idea. Uh, and then we, we got lunch. Talking a little bit about how this idea came about. So this past summer, I was interning at Datadog, which is an observability platform. And it's mainly a tool for developers. And I worked on a LLM project. And in doing this, we had to make a lot of queries to large language models in order to build chatbots and other generative AI tools. And what I started to realize was that actually a lot of the requests that customers make are actually repetitive. They're the same thing. And one of the biggest challenges is that it costs a lot of money. Like the price of each call to, let's say, GPT-4 or Anthropic or you know even open source models, they're decreasing, but they're still quite expensive. And it can be a hurdle for a company to continue investing in that if they don't see their returns on their investment. At the same time, I saw that, you know, if you're building like a basic chatbot for your customers to ask questions to, if you have a lot of customers, those customers might be asking the same thing. And so therefore, what if we build a router that just routes these different requests to either one, the appropriate large language model that might be cheaper, or two, we can just cache some of these calls. And if they're called again, we can just serve back the same response. And in turn, this would make it a lot cheaper and also a lot faster. And so that was kind of the realization and the idea. But it was not in full flesh yet. Mainly, I just realized that it was a problem. And then with Jason, that was truly when we started to sit down and brainstorm. And Jason was the one who came up with many of these ideas, including caching of the responses and routing it between different models. Yeah, I think on my end, I was just really impressed with how uh, Tran, I mean, when she was talking about the idea, it seemed very clear that she had like validated this through talking with a lot of people. And, you know, obviously LLMs were a big problem at the time, and it seemed like this was a really unique insight into how enterprises were, were working with them and, and sort of problems that they were encountering. 
Um, you know, I was also just personally interest, impressed by, by Tran. She showed a lot of initiative. Um, she showed me a spreadsheet of like, I don't know, 50, 100 contacts that she had already compiled um, that she thought like through her experience at Datadog would be good people to t- talk to and, you know, hopefully eventually become her clients. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think from my side, it was clear that this was something that I wanted to do at that time because I had seen this problem myself from working with customers. I realized there's a very specific customer that we could sell to, which are software engineers who don't have a large language model or an AI background, who are full stack developers and are right now just making calls to open AI. But there are so many different options out there and they might not necessarily have that time to go and do all that research either. So I think by talking with Jason, really clarifying what is that problem, who is it that we're building for, what is it that we're helping, and how much would we help these users, really grounded the idea. And so from there on, we decided to work together. In that time frame, we did a lot of mocks, I think. We talked a lot about ideas. Um, I think like I built up a prototype. Yeah, I mean, I think um, we definitely fleshed out the idea together a lot. I think when we first started talking, it was something around just reducing the, the cost of a LLM inference. Mm-hmm. Um, and like together, we, we brainstormed the idea of like specifically of, of routing between models and then caching. Yeah, yeah. And so for like a week straight, we were just writing out the YC application, <laughs> filming our, our founder's intro, making the prototype, which is, I just did it on Figma and just did like a mock of what it would look like. And then we submitted all of that and then we got an interview. <laughs> That's right, an in-person interview. Yeah, an in-person interview. We were not expecting that. So we decided to go. And bear in mind, we only had an idea. There was no, we did not st- even start the code repo yet. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, we decided to take the Caltrain, mm-hmm. which the top takeaway, don't depend on it if you have something really important because the Caltrain was an hour late. So then I stepped on the gas pedal and we got there five minutes early for our in-person interview. Yeah. What were yeah. you feeling at that time? Uh, I was excited. Yeah, um, yeah I, I was I was glad that we, we got our in-person experience. You know, I never really like pitched uh, to a VC, you know, had casual conversations. But yeah, this would be the first instance where we're really getting grilled. The night before this, we had not done any prep. So we read online that a lot of people who apply to YC do a lot of prep with previous YC founders. And so I reached out to Julian again, and he recommended me to James. Shout out to James. And James was a previous YC founder. And so we got on a last minute call with James, literally like less than 12 hours before our actual interview. And James grilled us on everything. But I I remember being so nervous because I was like, yeah, I'm going to kill it. It's going to be a 10 minute interview. I know everything really well. I know the customer. I know everything. And then James just like, uh. (laughs) And so I think that made me quite nervous, but also in a way it was really helpful. So I think another takeaway would be that make sure you do a little bit of prep, but also maybe not too much prep because then all your answers would sound really robotic. So anyways, 12 hours later, we walk into YC in person and we do the interview. I think sort of I I handled, or maybe we discussed this beforehand, but I, I try to take the more... Um, technical questions and like what we were building and and why and then Tran took the more, um, I mean I guess also the like why questions but she talked a lot about her experience with like Datadog and mm-hmm. I think that was probably probably compelling to them. Yeah, so I think 
in terms of what questions they asked me, I think it was just a lot about overall they were trying to get like how do you know this is an actual problem and who are you going to sell to and how much money are you going to make. So I think they were just trying to ensure whether I know this problem space well, I know who it is that I'm solving for, and I have a clear approach in where we would go from here. It was really short. It was 10 minutes. I think one thing to note that it's n- not a conversation. It's pretty much the partners are asking you questions back to back. Yeah. A lot of the questions for us in particular were around our co-founder relationship, which was, I guess, a little bit prescient. That led to interesting questions like, have you done anything fun together? <laughs> we definitely did not have a very grounded relationship in that it was new. And we had been introduced through a mutual friend. So I did not know Jason in a very personal setting outside of when we were working. After the interview, we were feeling good. We were talking about if we had gotten this offer, what we would do next. And a few hours later, we get an email back from the partner we were interviewing with. And she's like, can you hop on a call with me in like an hour? And so we did. (laughs) And we really prepared for this follow-up interview because we thought we were going to get grilled even more. But she just asked us one question. It it was just, what are you hoping to accomplish over the Mm. next uh, three months? Yeah. And I think she asked that because, like, you know, obviously we had applied with, like, just an idea. Mm -hmm. um, And she was, she had also questioned them this during the interview, like, you know, why haven't you started building out stuff so far? Yeah. Um, And and we said, like, you know, we just started, but we didn't have, like, an MVP ready to show. Um, We were hoping to get that done in the next, like, week or so. So I think she was just worried about the sort of velocity at which we were building. I mean, I think I said something about, like, you know, we want to get the MVP done in, like, two weeks. We want to, you know, hopefully have some like students use it over the next couple of months and then we want to have like one or two like LOIs by like the end of the, the um, but yeah the follow-up question to that was do you accept the offer and I think that took me by surprise because I didn't know you have to accept on the spot I think it's very much <laughs> up to the, the the group partner that you're working with but also took me by surprise yeah we said can you give us more time because we don't know who we're working with and we haven't fully thought it through yet and although it's a verbal yes, it's pretty much like if you say yes, you should be committed to doing it. Yeah, so we didn't want to say that yet. So yeah, we asked her and she said... End of day tomorrow. End of day tomorrow. This was a Thursday day for contact. And so for the next day, <laughs> less than 24 hours, we spent so much time just talking to everyone who did YC, who did other accelerators, also has to do internal reflection on whether this is something that we would want to do because we would have to drop out the next quarter. And it's not just for one quarter. It's enough funding to last us for like two years or more. So is this something that we would be willing to commit to working together for the next two or more years? And we also had something special in our case was because we are new co-founders. We don't know each other as well. And we haven't worked on a project in the past. A condition was that if we leave, then we would return the money. I think the other condition was like, we need to prove to her that we dropped out. Um, oh, yes. Yeah, we need to send her like, yeah. like a transcript or, or some kind of enrollment certification. Like an email from the register proving that we dropped out yeah. of school. That's right. Yeah, so those are the two conditions. So yeah, I think from there, Jason and I, we were in contact for the next less than 24 hours. But we were also trying to talk to basically everyone we knew. So Jason, who did you talk to? Yeah, I had a 
you know, pre-existing relationship with a VC firm called NEO through their NEO Scholars Program. Uh, highly recommend anyone technical out there to apply. But through that, spoke with Ali, their, their GP. I mean, the, the sort of main consideration was that NEO also has an accelerator program. And so we spoke with founders who had done that. We spoke with founders who had done YC, probably like seven, eight founders in total, uh, all had different opinions. Um, and then maybe like two, three VCs on top of that. Um, yeah, just trying to get a you know a, a variety and a, a, a balanced opinions to to make our decision. Yeah, and we did get a variety of responses. We emailed our group partner again, and then said that um, you know apologies, we we still feel like this hasn't been enough time. Um, we would love um, you know the the weekend to, to to talk to some some more people and just kind of think this through, uh, and. A group partner responded, and then we ended up scheduling a call for 9 a.m. on, on Monday. <laughs> yeah, I think just over the weekend, we, we thought about it some more and ultimately realized that we, we just didn't really need the capital right now. I think like, even if we had it, we didn't like have a, a, a method to deploy it, I think, in a responsible or like capital-efficient manner. We didn't really need to hire new employees yet, et cetera. And so on Monday, we ended up going back and like telling both NEO and NYC that we were just kind of going to defer our decision. I think we said we'd circle back like in January. Yeah. And then with with YC, because of the deadline that they had, we asked if we could push it back to uh, admittance for the summer batch. And then they agreed, uh, but then also said like, we would need your response right now, like on the call, yeah. <laughs> um, which is again, quite a bit of time pressure. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and we just said like, we, we weren't able to do that mm-hmm. or commit to that. Um, so, yeah, uh, but I mean, we, we also said like we'd love to, you know, keep in touch and maybe circle back still in in January if they're still willing to to hold a spot for us or yeah. have a spot for us then. Yep. Yeah. So we basically didn't take any money because we feel like it wouldn't be productive because it would just be sitting there. We're both technical, and I mean, we didn't need to hire anyone, and so we realized that it would probably be better if someone else who needed this money right now to deploy their applications to get that spot instead and to defer until we actually needed it. Yeah. I mean, I think, like, to be honest, we handled it in a very, uh, I mean, I don't know if you're patting yourselves on the back here, but I, I, <laughs> I think we handled it in a very, like, responsible manner. Um, I think for people who are both, like, dreaming to be entrepreneurs, like, the idea of getting into, like, YC, you know, the, the, the holy grail of, like, accelerators and, mm-hmm. like, having 500K in the bank is just, like, really appealing. Um, yeah. it, it's, like, you know, one step towards your, your dream. But I think we were pretty, like, realistic about how we were, like our, our our inability to to, to like deploy that capital in a responsible manner at that point, yeah, uh, and like the our other, you know, responsibilities and obligations about the implications of this, like would we want to drop out? And like I think if we took the money, we'd really want to do that. We we wouldn't want to you know just like do the accelerator or like YC batch and then at the end of it just be like oh that was a great experience come back to school and then return the money. Um, that's not you know we yeah. view that as responsible. Yeah, at the end of it, I think we were feeling overwhelmed and we started questioning what we were even doing. So, I mean, like for me, I wanted to start this because I wanted to solve this problem because I realized it could save so much time and money for the end users who would be using these chatbots and these services. And yet, like in the last two weeks, I got really swept into raising money even though we didn't really need it yet. And then also trying to talk to so many people and getting so many different opinions. And I think I was just getting pulled in a direction away from what I wanted to do. And I think 
all these programs are still really great programs. Yeah. And this is not to say that you shouldn't apply for it. I think you definitely should. I think going through that whole process made us really think about what it is that we wanted to build and how we wanted to continue. But I think for us, we are coming from a place of like great privilege. We have good connections with people. We were able to right away reach out to people who have already done this or know a lot about it and give us advice. And furthermore, we have a really good support system here at Stanford. We have other friends who are doing it. We have a community. We have mentors who we can reach out to. We have stability for us to be able to work on this without an accelerator program. And that's what we realized. We needed all the different resources that we need for now. But that's not to say like it's not helpful for everyone. So this this just to say, this podcast is not about why you shouldn't apply to YC. You definitely should if that's something that you think would be helpful for you. But I think it's more about ensuring that you really reflect on what it is that you need, what it is that you want, and just thinking about that and whether it would be helpful for you. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, both YC and you are both amazing programs. Like 99% of the people we talk to in either program both said amazing things. So I think after that, we scheduled regular time. I think it was like weekends and one weekday to work on this project. And we also planned to spend our entire winter break working on this. And we also came up with some personal terms between the two of us on when we would be willing to commit to working with each other and working on this full time for like, let's say the next two or more years, because that's realistically how long we would want to spend on it with the current capital that we would get. The timeline, you know, was maybe like Monday. Mm-hmm. We told both firms that we were going to delay the decision. I think like, a day or two after that, uh, we went for a walk, um, mm. and then we were talking about like what, when we would commit to like fully dropping out. I'm like, what? What's the timeline? I think we settled like end of December, maybe just like end of winter yeah. break, um, and like what metrics we want to hit in order to both be comfortable with doing that. But yeah, I think a day or two after that, Tran um, she texted me. Uh, it was a little bit odd. It was, it was kind of, it was kind of like one of those like free like breakup texts. Like, I, I mean, it was a breakup, I guess. But I didn't want to deliver it through text, but then also <laughs> just like a breakup. Um, yeah, it was like we need to talk. <laughs> we we didn't end up working together, and we did not end up pursuing it. I think in this time. I thought a lot about what I wanted out of this and whether this was something that I would want to pursue full time. Because, I mean, we're both seniors, so we're nearing the end of our Stanford journey. And this was the time to think about what I wanted to do next with my career. I was the one who approached Jason with the fact that I did not want to continue. And I had a lot of reflection, I think. Top of mind, I wouldn't go too deep into it, but I had a lot of family and personal matters to take care of. And that was really stressing me on top of this. And I feel like I wasn't ready and I wasn't in a mental space where I could fully devote to this and not take care of the family and personal matters that I had. And I think this is something that I didn't think too hard about when I was thinking about starting a company, applying to YC, dropping out. It's like something that you think about all the time. Like for this app that we were going to build, it's something that I wanted to devote all of my energy into it. But just the fact that I had these other things going on made me realize that I couldn't do that and I couldn't be there 100%. Um, I think the other thing that I also really thought about was my relationship with you, Jason. I think definitely out of anyone that I've worked with, 
this was the shortest amount of time that I've known like a person that I've worked with in a project. Like when I came into Stanford, I always knew that I wanted to do something. Um, and I told this to Jason, but I said that my dream was to, you know, meet someone freshman year, work on all the CSP sets together and like <laughs> be their bestie for the four years and then like start a company with my best friend. <laughs> that was my idea of a co-founder because, I mean, I would be basically spending the rest of my time with them for the, the next 10 or more years. And this was pretty much the opposite of that. Like, obviously, uh, I mean, I wasn't going to try to, like, change your mind. Like, if, if it's, like, a, a family issue, like, obviously, yeah. that's, you you should, you know, that's where your priorities should be. Yeah. Uh, I think when it comes to selecting someone who you're going to work with for the next, like, decade, potentially, I, I don't know. I think, I don't know, maybe I'm just, like, a short-term thinker or I'm, like, overly <laughs> optimistic, but... I don't know. I genuinely think maybe I'm just a short-term thinker in this aspect, but I feel like I, I just you know, was feeling good about the relationship and 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 our like conflict, you know, resolution um, yeah. abilities, both of us. And so, I I personally like wasn't too concerned about that, but I I totally understand, you know, why you were. Yeah, I think for me it was more of like, you know, I just want to get to know Jason better, and I can still do that, you know, and not commit to it right now because I mean we'll, we'll both be in the space and I'm sure we'll both be around for a while so yeah I think getting to know each other and making sure that it is someone that you really want to work with is really important as well yeah yeah for sure the last thing that I thought about was just like how long would I want to work on this idea or am I passionate about this space and I think for me when I thought about what we were going to work on, it wasn't something that made me like super duper excited to the point where I would drop everything to work on it in that moment. And I think I thought about other ideas that I would also want to work with Jason potentially, because like it's not like we were married to this one idea. We could have pivoted or things like that. Mm -hmm. But I just feel like there wasn't anything that I would drop everything for right now. And so yeah, I'll still be looking, and <laughs> until I find that, I think what Shreya taught me from the last episode is like to find something that I'm really, really, really passionate about doing. I think, as I mentioned in in the previous episode, I I'm probably like a little bit more. I don't know. I guess I'm either a little bit more idea agnostic, slightly, um, you know, just excited enough at the idea of like being an entrepreneur yeah. um, or like, like that being a lifelong dream. That specific idea doesn't matter too much. Uh, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I think like the space overall was something that I'd still was like very excited in. I mean, it was, it's like, it's very cutting edge at the time. Um, yeah. Yeah. And I hope you take away from this. You can see that Jason and I, we have very similar values, but also different values in some aspect. And I think we were able to learn and grow from each other from that, but it's okay if Let's say, for example, you work on something that you think you might be agnostic to or like you find a co-founder that you haven't known for a while. I'm just saying like these are my preferences right now. And maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> I don't know. And so uh, it's it's all your own preferences, but just make sure you know it well as you're going through this process. I, I mean, I also just don't think ideas matter too much like at this very early stage. Cause yeah. Chances are like 99% that you, you're going to pivot something somewhere. Yeah. I think our YC group partner said that in the previous batch, um, like something like 20 out of 24 
of her companies decided to pivot during YC. So um, yeah, I mean, don't be don't be too too married to a particular idea. Yeah. I mean, if you yeah, I'm just saying like if you're only pursuing it because you really love that one idea, you, <laughs> you would quit otherwise. Like mm-hmm. that's probably not great. Yeah, makes sense. All right, so top three takeaways from each of us from this experience. <laughs> Want to go first? So my takeaways first is ensure you and your co-founders' expectations and values align. So I think for me, I talked about why I decided not to work with Jason on this. But I think also, like, I'm a first-gen college student, and I think it's very important for me that I get my degree. And at that time, I I had one class left in order to get my degree, and so I wasn't ready to drop out at that moment. Um, And I think the other thing is money has always been an issue in my family, and I wanted to make sure that I have a foundation to support myself, to support my family in case anything happens. And I realized that going into this journey is not going to align with those personal values that I have. I think the second thing is to rethink whether you need the VC support when you apply. Um, And you can also apply, just apply, and then think about this as you go through the process. It's a very time-consuming process. It's a great resource, but also it can take away from time for you to actually build, to validate your idea. Like getting into YC does not equate to building a successful company. It's like a tool that you can use to get there, but you should rethink whether you want to put time into doing that because it does take a lot of time. And then my last takeaway is, I guess it depends on, you know, whether you're idea agnostic or not. But for me to think deeply about whether you want to work in the space, whether you would pivot and whether you think you can spend like the next decade on it. Um, because like for me, it would be a long term thing. It's not just like I would, you know, go to YC just to have the experience and then like go back to school. It would be something that I would do long term um, and really think about like who it is that you want to help, who it is that you're building for and whether you want to spend the next decade or more devoting your life to it. I think on my end, you know, even though it didn't end up working out, I, I have zero regrets. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I, I think, um, you know, for the two or three weeks that, that we worked together. Um, I, I had a lot of fun, enjoyed getting to know Tran, and like, glad that we're friends now, and I'm sure you will start a very successful startup in the future. I think, yeah, I think thinking through the problems, uh, I, I think Tran is a more methodical thinker than I am. Um, kind of, I think, probably goes more down into like the nitty gritty, perhaps, as a reflection of her PM background, um, <laughs> but uh, I think that you know forced me to consider the the sort of values issues that that she was bringing up, and I really value that as well. Yeah. Or you can just build, just do it. Don't think about it too much, like me. <laughs> it might stress you out. <laughs> awesome. There's a balance somewhere. Thanks again, Jason, for joining me on Founders Campfire for a conversation about our journey together. For the listeners, Jason and I hope you were able to take away some lessons from our decision to turn down the YC and NEO offers and to not work together as co-founders due to differences in our values at that point in time. If you have any follow-up questions or comments, we'd love to chat with you. I'll link our LinkedIn in the episode description where you can reach us. Thanks for joining us in this journey and tune in again in two weeks where I'll be interviewing my friend Selena Sun on her journey of building a strawberry picking robot.